You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. So we got Chris Brack here starting with an Amazon original movie that was supposed to be released in theaters, but because of COVID, it is now on Amazon only. Prime, we're talking about The Tomorrow War. Eric, how the hell are you doing? I'm great, Jordan. I'm excited to talk about this one. Why did you recommend this movie, or why was this on the schedule? This was from Ed. This was from Ed? Is this really that long ago? No, absolutely. Ed was Ed. Okay, a little spoiler to the fans and to Eric in here, but uh, Ed is expecting a baby, uh, his first baby, and he uh, wanted to join us for this last review, and he said he wanted to do the Tomorrow War, but then, you know, Life happens, and he wasn't able to join us, and I wasn't able to change the schedule. So we're reviewing this one, and I'm glad we are because this movie is very interesting. Brought very to interesting you to from the guy who did the Lego Batman movie, mm-hmm. who was also going to be doing Johnny Quest, and, and looks like he's doing Nightwing as well. Yeah, Nightwing's never going to happen. Everybody's been saying about Nightwing. It's not going to happen. Um, Okay, so this movie stars Chris Pratt. Basically... It is 2022, and we get the World Cup, which every American watches the World Cup, of course. Yeah, sure. It's in December, too, which Mm is, I don't know. I mean, and these group of military people come through a wormhole, uh, essentially, from the World Cup, and it's like, hey, in 30 years from now, there's going to be this great world war and we're fighting aliens. So we need your help. Flash forward. We get all of the countries combined and they said, Hey, guess what? There's going to be a worldwide draft. And if you're drafted, we're not going to train you. No basic training. And after seven days in the future, you'll be clean. You're a veteran. Yeah, seems very in and out, very, very quick here. Uh, they said no training is required because something, right? There's no time or something. They need as many as possible. I mean, this is a this is a now type of fight. We don't need, we're not here to, to train you. Uh, get Leave your, your suits on, leave your uniform, your work uniform on. You know, dress casual, don't worry about it. Show up and we'll send you back with the gun. And, and then that's it, which seems very... Well, they okay. said that there was a. They said that there's less than a twenty percent survival rate. Yeah, they, this is a That's losing what? war that they said, mm-hmm. uh, and it seems kind of odd that if the people in the future know that they're losing this war, then why would they go back in time? I actually like that idea, though. I'm actually going to fight you on that. I actually like that idea. I think that's an interesting concept. That's what got me hooked on. This movie has three different parts. It's three different movies. Sure. You got. It just got, seems you, like they know an inevitability. Why would they do it? But go ahead, go ahead. No, hold on, because because this why I fight you on is because Act One you got that action suspense kind of movie. The second part you got that drama kind of feel movie, and then the third movie you know I'm sorry, the third part you got the uh you know Return of the King doesn't know when to end kind of movie, <laughs> and like and you're laughing because it's true. And it's like people who are listening to a review that have seen this movie are like, yeah, they're true. I mean, like, 
the first act all the way into the big reveal uh, in the second act was actually pretty good. I will I will give it that. It had an interesting concept. Why not, right? I agree. Why not have a war fought 30 years in the future? They are losing. These people are losing. So why not go back in time? Why? It doesn't matter. That's the mulligan, right? We're going to give them that mulligan. They're going to develop, you know, time travel. And they're going to say, hey, we need your help to fight this alien uh, invasion three, uh, 30 years in the future. That's cool. Okay. That's ridiculous, but it's cool. I will give you that mulligan. Sure. Sure. And I again, I agree. I'm on board. I, even to the, the reveal, which I thought was fantastic. I, I was happy, too, that with the design of the, what are they called? The white um, white spikes. The white spikes. That uh, that design looks great. Like uh, the way that they that they moved, the way that they looked, just everything about it, I thought was fantastic. I was getting Starship Trooper vibes off of this. Yeah, I was a little bit. I mean, uh, my wife actually said the aliens looked like a cross between a baboon and an octopus. So that's a lot. Yeah, it seemed yeah. like their their bodies were like almost like gazelle like, you know, like they because they could run really fast, almost like a cheetah type. Mm-hmm. They're very agile. It was great. These these killers were not only fast as hell, but they had two tentacle shooters on them as well. So they could do long range and short range. It was it was a great enemy. I yeah, really enjoyed great the white enemy. spikes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, enjoyed the white spikes. I really liked the first act, the part one of this movie. Like, oh my God, we're watching the World Cup because Americans watch the World Cup. And now they're saying, hey, there's a war, and we don't get any single diplomatic political bullshit that we would get nowadays where people are like, that's not true. That's a lie. Like, everybody just accepts it, which I found very interesting. Yeah, I I was on board. I'm with you there, too, Jordan, because you would would think that, again, it's pretty pretty big that something – you know that they teleported like that to this wormhole thing, uh, and they're that's that's one thing that leaves uh, a, a quite an impression, especially for people who are who are there as well. But there has to be like from a security standpoint, and maybe this was just a, presumably done in like briefings or an example or whatever. That like okay, we're gonna zip you into the future. It's like how do I know this isn't a trap? How do I know that these people aren't the threat? disguised you know what i mean like there's a lot of questions rather than it just being like oh yeah well all right guys guess we're in a war now it's like no 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 wait a minute who are you how did you get this how are you not the enemy you know there's a lot of questions to be asked from a security standpoint but again this was kind of a year in advance so let's just assume that those questions were asked and they came again there's a lot of give in this movie right like like a lot of forgiving for that story for that build up yeah yeah and yeah. this probably may have been something that was in the movie, but cut out with an already extended runtime of two hours, 18 minutes. Which, for no reason, it'd be that long. But I, it, it was interesting, the fact, to know that this is happening. I like, without sounding like a broken record, I like the idea. Hey, we're from the future. We're losing this war. We're time-traveling back to recruit more people to help us fight this war. We're getting more bodies. Okay, fine. Okay, that is your... That is your concept. I'll go with you. And then we get, you know, Chris Pratt, who I didn't know he could act this bad. 
according to a lot of reviews, I'm in the minority saying that this movie sucks, but he's good in it. I don't see how he's good in it. Um, I, I, this yeah. is this is very generic uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of performance for me for Chris Pratt. It just it does nothing. No, no, this is I agree with you. This is kind of like how Liam Neeson is an action star too. You don't need a a strong actor. You just need again either a good looking face or someone who's believable in the role. Um, right. And that's where we got with with Chris Pratt too. I'm sure a lot of people were happy that he got to take his shirt off within the first half an hour of the movie. I know my wife was. Yeah, I know Sarah was, and that's fine. Eye candy is always great to have in an action movie, and he was looking pretty good. He's looking good, you know, when he gets uh, he gets recruited to, you know, ready to go, and then all these and he and he meets his friends, you know. Uh, Clearly, the friends that some will be killed and some will not be killed. Clearly, by how much the camera decides to stay on them, and then boom, they get pushed into the future. We're thirty years in the future. They're at Miami Beach, and they don't know the enemy. And that's the one thing that pissed me kind of off in a way, was because before they got pushed into the future, Chris Pratt would be like all of us. You'd be like, well, "What does the enemy look like?" What are we fighting against? And they're just like, oh, my God, we can't even tell you. It's oh, so horrific. Oh, oh. We can't it's, even tell you. And it's like, OK, like what? You know, so then they finally get there and then something happens. There's like a glitch in the system that's never brought up. But when they get transported from modern day to the future, something happens and they don't land when they're supposed to land. And like half of the platoon falls to their death because you know, something happens with the glitch and then everybody else falls into this roof in this pool on a roof scenario. And then they have to go and do this uh, mission to save these people that's ha- that is held by the chick from Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yes. And Gina and I, spoiler, here we go. My wife and I are big Handmaid's Tale fans. We're probably watching an episode after we record this one. And as soon as we saw the chick from Handmaid's Tale, we're like, oh, that's the daughter. That's his daughter 30 years in the future, yeah. clearly. I, I, I called that pretty fast, too. Maybe not as fast as you guys, but... Well, it's just because definitely... the actress. It's just because yeah. the actress. Well, he, actress society, because I, I don't watch Handmaid's Tale, but it just seemed kind of in the context, you know, already in the, in the movie and how he left the daughter. There were a lot of uh, callbacks that they had done to this, and they did... A pretty, I don't know, simple job of kind of setting those dominoes up to fall later. Mm-hmm. Whether it be his classroom, Chris Pratt's classroom, because he's a biology teacher. That makes no pretty, sense. a pretty good living, by the way, too. Uh, or or his father, which obviously comes as a callback to his, his estranged father, mm-hmm. uh, where he has to come back and say, All right, Dad, well, I, I need help. I forgive you, and we can let bygones be bygones type of thing. So a, a lot of those were, were setups kind of just to, to come back to the movie. And it seemed, I, you know, just typical for an action movie. Again, a, a movie like, like this, the story was just kind of like move it forward, move it forward, move it forward, because the action parts, this is an action sci-fi movie, that's the star. That's the, that's the big draw to this movie is Chris Pratt doing some call-outs, everyone doing move, 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 shoot, 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 shit, shit, shit. And... There you go. You got yourself a fun, a fun blast em, shoot 'em up movie. 
Yeah, but, but 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 where's the action? I mean, this has so much action in it as like Army of the Dead. Like this is very lackluster in action. We get <laughs> him. We get him transfer. Uh, you know, trap time travel to the future. We get some action. You know, some standard stuff that we have seen before that we reviewed before, a la Extraction or other action movies that I just Extraction from the top of my head. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right, and it seemed to those those parts. Uh, like in they first got to Miami, the future Miami, and it was being about to get bombed. I didn't realize that they were just bombing a certain area. I thought they were going to demolish and level the whole city, mm-hmm. like nuke style. And these guys kind of took their time, you know. Hey, the thing's going to blow up in eight minutes, and they take twenty minutes to get out. Uh, I, I'm glad that you said Army of the Dead because in this movie we got more circular saw kills than in that movie. There we go. No, yeah, hundred percent right, Eric. I, I just. Okay, so so after Act One, after this thing, we find out, boom, in Act Two that uh, that this Lieutenant Colonel or whatever uh, who was in charge is actually Chris Pratt's daughter, thirty years in the future, and he wants to connect, and she's like, "No, we can't connect." I'm going to say, a la butterfly effect, she doesn't specify that this movie doesn't specify that, but we'll just go with that. And then they find out that hey, like these things have like some sort of a toxin with them. So if we get the female, she will help. Like if, if, if we capture a female and get her blood and then we can create some sort of chemical that will help destroy the species. It's something where like the female has this ultra immunity system. And if they got it, and whatever in her immune system triggered was triggered to defend from any antibodies coming in or any any foreign uh, guess germs or anything coming in to kill, they would then find a, a counter to it, thus kind of what effectively giving the the aliens AIDS, I guess, right? I get and, yeah, and just super yeah, AIDS yeah. and just basically just killing them right there on the spot, uh, melting them. Apparently, it would just eat away, kind of like some some sort of uh, yeah flesh eating virus that. They had kind of created it. Just seemed kind of just, I don't know, very NCIS. Just like, we gotta go in the lab, and we gotta work, and we gotta find it. And yeah. what would normally take maybe fifteen years is done in uh, a few days' time. Five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, because you because hey, guess what? You're my daughter. Oh, you know, we're we're father and daughter, thirty years in the future. And then he's like, hey, wait a minute, how do I die? And we got that that whole thing on the beach when she's just like. Oh, yeah. You died in a car accident. And I remember watching this with my wife, and I'm like, if she says he dies in a car accident, I'm going to be pissed because that's just so standard. It's just, oh, you know, you die in a car accident. Fuck you. Like, come on. Like, why can't, you know, 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 since he's a science teacher, why don't you just steal it since you steal from aliens? Clearly, this is, again, another movie this year where they stole one from aliens. Where it's just like, hey, why don't you just say that you died from like cancer, like Walter White style? Steal from something that's cool. Well, the other guy had, was going to die of cancer, and that's really what made him so expendable later on, by the way, too. Uh, I was hoping that they were going to say that he like killed himself or something. Something yeah, very, like a little bit more, you know, I, I guess. Uh, but yeah, the guy who played Dorian, who's, who's just basically the resident badass uh, in the movie who's done three tours, he's seen some shit. You know, um, he's supposed to get, he's supposed to die from cancer, and that's why he's just like, well, fuck it, I'm going to keep on going back here because I want to die on my terms. I'm not going to let the cancer do it. 
again, kind of a typical thing. And yeah, I won't believe it. Let's go on. But again, you kind of knew that he was just going to die because of that. And... Well, hold on though. But hold on though. Let's 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 talk about this whole cancer thing real quick, and also Chris Pratt thing. That's just kind of stupid. Is because why can't why can't Chris Pratt kill himself? Like that's a good explanation because they say which this movie just has no reason to because his daughter 30 years in the future is like, hey, you and mom had a falling out. Like that's that was our explanation. Yeah, he has suffers of some like severe PT. Uh, PTSD. Uh, yeah, PTSD. PTSD. Thank you. Jeez, I got <laughs> there. Yeah, but you know he's he's like shell shocked. You know he's got something or like an injury that he carried with him. And he just can't. You know he can't function properly anymore. And obviously, like his mother, who's who's the counseling therapist that who's uh, trying to to help these people. Maybe she tried to reach out even more of the connection. You know, there could have been a lot more there, but instead it was just done in a few sentences. Absolutely. I mean, that was my biggest gripe. It was like, okay, so he just dies of a car accident. Really? I mean, why do they get divorced? They seem like they're in a happy marriage. They seem like, you know, he seems like a good dad to the kid. She seems like a good mom to the kid. Like, what the fuck? Uh, Whatever. Keep, keep going because I think it's it's all going to be uh, irrelevant because they tried to explain that the problem with time travel movies is that, again, you're not going to please everybody. Some people are just like, yeah, sure, I'm on board. Other people are just like, well, wait a second. What about this? What about this? What about this? you know? Time travel has become a very difficult thing to do in this era of movies because there seems to be so many rules you have to follow, and so many, uh, you know, the the, the theory of the uh, the alternate timeline, right? You know, are we is this Back to the Future style where you can go back to a certain point and fix a certain timeline, or do you have to go back even further to create you know a new timeline? It's it's kind of a weird paradox there, but. In this, they tried to explain it as well, kind of like a Loki type of thing, you know, where you have like this one timeline, you're you're moving through it, and you can jump through different parallels, but you still are moving forward. You know, right. time is still moving. We are moving along with it, and we are able to just do two jump points, kind of in in a distance of each other, but they are still moving equally as they are continuing through time. So you know, every every day passes. Each of the riffs kind of feel that day as they, as it passes. Um, and but why it, can't they? Why can't they make it simple though, Eric? Well, I mean, they they to tried to. No, no, they 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 tried to. But the other part of it too is that in the recruiting of all these people, while they didn't train them, probably is because what they presumably were like all over the age of what forty or thirty five or something like that. Yeah, they they made that point. They were like, hey, these are all the parents of us in the future. Yeah, these are all people that. who have died. Uh, already so in that point so they would become it, it, their deaths are meaningless because they will not be alive to see these this anyway i mean i would rather die from cancer than dealing with one of those white spikes oh my god but hey you know i mean you get, get to go out video game style man shooting some shooting some aliens you know but yeah i, I could see that uh being uh eaten by a or torn apart by a one of those things is probably not in the top of the list either. No, it's not. So, of course, that's where we get Act 2, you know, where it's like, hey, father and daughter together. And then she's like this super smart scientist woman and they steal the queen. Or, of course, they said the queen, but the female. And, you know, they steal her. They do the, you know, they they, they take her blood. They try to figure out what's going on. They, they, they can't figure it out. It's not working out. And then, boom, you know, all of a sudden they figure it out. And then all the males, all the drones 
decide to attack, which they never have before, to our knowledge, this floating station on the middle of the ocean. And these things can float in water, I guess, or run on water. And then we get a huge attack. Queen escapes. And, of course, we can identify the queen because she has red lines on the top of her head. Because. Yeah, I guess. And then, of course, you know, they hang out, by the way. Yes, they do. And that's the other thing, too, that frustrates me. Is that this is how I said that these are three different movies. Because then we get Act 3, I'm sorry, Act 2, where it's like, you know, we get that drama field of like, hey, I'm your dad. And she's like, I'm your daughter kind of thing. But at the end of that Act 2, she gets stabbed. She's she's dying of the poison that's in the white spikes. And, you know, hey, seven days because I'm only on tour of duty for seven days. So she's like, hey, save me. So we get this whole death bullshit that just pissed me off. Yeah, and the, then the death scene of, back of in time. Colonel Miri Forrester is, seems to be kind of, um, I don't know, they're trying to go for artsy, but or maybe there was a nod to something else, but it just didn't, it just kind of didn't make sense. Uh, the, the father logic, I guess, where Chris Pratt's just like, I'm your dad and I'll do anything uh, except go back in time uh, stubbornly to to actually save future you. It's just like, okay, you have what you need. You know what I mean? You you have what you need to go back in time to your normal time, Chris Pratt or Dan Forrest or you know, all the characters, to go back and effectively end this war. But you still say, oh, well, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna leave you here to die, type of thing. Just like, right? But if you die, then you just fuck everything up. You know. Right. Like if you you are going to save her, you are going to save her. Yeah. If she dies in front of you, she won't actually because you will go back in time and you will prevent that from happening. So it just it kind of seems like you're you're putting yourself extra at risk to fuck up really everything. And someone who I guess has military training and knows about missions shouldn't have to jeopardize this mission when he is the mission. Right. I mean, like, that's one of my biggest flaws is, like, like I know it would be a mindfuck if something like this happens and I see my daughter 30 years from now in the future. I get the mindfuck, right? Sure. But after a while, because this is a movie, I would be like, if I was in the movie, okay, look, you're not going to die like this right now, how you're dying. I'm going to go back and save this from ever happening. I don't know why he never came to that moment because we get that moment to where, like, that slow-mo motion when she's being pulled down yeah. to the water and he has to jump after her for no fucking reason. And then, boom, he's back to the third act, the Return of the King fucking ending, where it's just like we have so many different endings. And they figure out that, that these things actually crash-landed centuries ago in Russia, and they're frozen. But we have the cure to, to kill these things. So we're going to get snowmobiles and, you know, hold on, Joe and Jada dude. Jameson and go and find them. You're j yeah, we're, we're jumping around a bit. But, yeah, you're right. You, they, they, they got, he got zapped back into his regular time where he, he's there. And surprisingly, um, Charlie, his friend, uh, Sam Richardson, is, is there as well, too. He hid the entire time and he feels bad about it. But even though – and, and uh, also uh, Dorian comes back, um, a few other people's – don't but whatever the hell now here's the thing is that 
um, the people that have come back are severely injured or, or like have traumatic, you know, episodes, things like that. Um, these three guys seem fine. You know, yeah, just completely fine. No big deal. All right. Well, I'm back back to work, I guess, right. you know, right. That, that kind of thing where they, and they all go back to work, uh, which is a, a silly thing too. Um, but Chris Pratt has the, the, uh, whatever the serum, what do you want to call it in his possession? Uh, he's like, we gotta make more of these and stuff like that. He goes to the guy who is like the, the senator looking guy. Hold on, let me look up his name real quick. Um, is it is it Dodd? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and uh, he's just like, hey, I I have the answer. Um, we should, uh, you know, I'm coming to you first because we should, uh, uh, well, make more of this, and I, they're probably in Russia somewhere. And Dodd says, no, we, we can't do this because the time loop rift thing uh, was destroyed. Chris Pratt and his crew, or what was left of it, were the last people to jump. Uh, there's no more jumping. And so now the people in the present time are now having the argument, which we're talking about um, earlier in this episode, where the same argument where they that they should have been having when the people jumped in the first place. Mm-hmm. when they're arguing about, oh, well, is there even going to be a war? Should we even blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, first off, you had people come back. So you had sent people to the future and people came back very much injured and they can validate the story. So, yeah, there is a war. Why are you fighting about it? There's, there's actual people there. Um, people are dying. People are coming back agreeing and telling the same story over and over again. So it's just kind of a weird thing to, to fight about. Um I don't understand that. The other part of it, too, is, again, you have, like, three people in a meeting with this guy, all who have gone back uh, or gone to the future and come back saying, hey, listen, this is who we spoke with. This is everything that needs to happen. We got to do this. And he says, "Uh, no, not at this time, because the world is just too crazy right now. I can't afford to do that. And so and this is where I love it, Jordan. I counted four times. Four times, Dan Forrester, Chris Pratt's character, did a I know a guy. Of course he did. He always knows a guy because he's Schwarzenegger in this movie. The first one uh, was Sam Richardson and Charlie, right? Because he needed Mm -hmm. to research the serum a bit more. So he's like, I know a guy. So he goes to the scientist friend Charlie who looks under a microscope and does science things to it. Just like, what? Volcanic ash from China? And that whole thing happens, and so it's like, oh well, we gotta, we gotta know somebody who's about or knows a lot about volcanoes. Oh, I know a guy, and they go to the biology lab. You know, oh, we need a guy who. Oh, he did the the Dorian guy first. Excuse me, um, the the badass in a bar because he needed to to recruit him right, and then they recruited Charlie, and then they got the volcanic ash kid in the biology room. And then finally, they're just like, well, how are we going to get to Russia? Who do we know that has access to an airplane, hates the government, has a bunch of munitions, yada, 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 perly describing J.K. Simmons' character as his father, James Forrester. And that's the last I know a guy. So you had uh, Dorian, number one, Charlie, number two, uh, Nerdy Kid in the Biology Class is number three, and then J.K. Simmons is number four, I know a guys. And it was just, it was three too many, as Sarah said, and I agree with you completely. It's just like, that's that's a big stretch to keep this story going. A lot of fixing there. Well, what I don't like is that it kind of reminds me of the thing. Sure. Because it's like, you know, these 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 aliens, but they specify crash landed like, you know, um, 
centuries ago. Okay, fine. They're in Russia somewhere. We get snowmobiles. Boom, you know, hey, we're going to do dynamite in this random location. Boom. Oh, there's the spaceship. And there's a female, but that's just one female. I don't know how, how many other fucking females. Well, and we're going to inject these podge. So they get this super AIDS, as you call it. And there we go. Not that much of a threat. Kill them all. We're good. No future war. Everything is is cool at this point. And it's just like, it, it leaves me going, all right. Well, there was some a lot of ridiculousness, a ridiculousness here uh, from the from the snowmobiles being able to travel. I don't know however long miles on a full tank of gas or however much gas they unlimited gas they have to them finding it like immediately. It's like, hey, do you guys? Yeah, I do too. Oh, okay. I guess we're at the spot then. Then they blow it up, find a spaceship. Yeah, exactly. And there's a whole colony there. Um, badass dude Dorian is just like, oh, okay. Well. I'm about to die anyway, so I'll just blow up this whole thing. And everyone's just like, yep, that sounds cool. And then they go out, and they have this thing. Oh, God, that female just won't die. Like, it just keeps on going <laughs> and going and going, and it's just ridiculous. And Chris Pratt, like, can melee attack this thing now? They went from being unable to shoot this thing, unable to shoot the males in the first scene, and people dying left and right, to then being sharp fucking shooters, one-handing the gun and blasting these things apart, to then meleeing these things. They just keep on getting easier and easier to kill as the movie progresses. Well, they find out that you got to shoot under the belly. That's why. Which is why when they come back to the the past anyway, the future people, they should have like made dummies of these things. and be like, okay, here's the size of them. This is how you should shoot them. Rather than it being little cardboard cutouts, uh, of like a, a human dummy just like what the fuck kind of training you know like actually make a scale of, of them and say all right well here shoot off the legs to make them immobile shoot the tentacles so they won't shoot the things you know uh shoot them in right. the neck to kill them it's like why wouldn't you i i just don't i just don't fucking get it you know like and it, bullets like couldn't you do something else like why not have like give everyone shotguns that seems to be horribly effective okay, or <laughs> i mean not horribly but you know fantastically effective with these guys why don't you have like grenades or like grenade launchers or flamethrowers because these fucking things are afraid of flame uh, flamethrowers which we saw uh in a few different shots it's just like y- you've already shown that you know how to neutralize these things and then you say okay let's not do that <laughs> Eric, I think this is a good time for you to give me your popcorn rating then for the Tomorrow War. Sure, this is a small bag for me. Listen, this movie was fun. I'm not going to lie. I had a good time watching this movie. The action was was fun enough to be there. The premise was enough to where I was, again, there. Um, but just a lot of the parts just seemed really silly. Whether the, the I know a guys or rather the, the time thing about the daughter it just kind of seems doesn't make it make sense. Also, if he, Dan Forrest or Chris, was doing this anyway, if he went to the future, got the serum to go back to prevent the war, then wouldn't they not have ever came back in the first place? Okay, I just that that's too much. That's that's too much. But a small bag, I stick to it uh, just for that. It was fun, but there was just too much um, going on for its own good. It didn't need to be this complicated. Um, I don't think I'm going to be watching it again, but 
don't, it was just it was uh, Sam Richardson, the guy who played Charlie. Uh, he was great. He was great comic relief. J.K. Simmons is always fantastic, no matter how ridiculous the character is. Um, and that's just that is what it is. You got another action movie that it was just kind of turned your brain off fun. Yeah, no, I mean, like I'm actually not going to disagree with you. This is a small bag. Um, again, we are continuing our drought of just shit movies. It seems like this year of 2021, but <laughs> I mean, like it's it's not good. I'm never going to watch it again. I have no desire to watch it again. Uh, there was nothing in it to make me go, oh, I got to at least watch this scene on YouTube, you know, um, very dry toast, very bland, uh, add nothing to the genre. I thought it could do something to the genre, but it really didn't. And I like the concept of, hey, there's a war here in the future we're going back in time to recruit people. I like that concept. This movie, my wife told me, reminded her of the Tom Cruise movie Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. Which I, which I wish this movie kind of was. Because that movie was interesting. It did something new to that genre. And, 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 and this movie did nothing new to that genre like Edge of Tomorrow did. I'm like, Edge of Tomorrow is something that I will go back again and again because it's entertaining. This adds absolutely nothing. So, yeah, small bag for me. What about Skyline? 100%. No, fuck Skyline. I mean, uh, would you could, is this, this movie kind of comparable to, to that? I mean, no. I mean, Skyline's <laughs> even worse. Skyline is pretty bad. Everybody. I mean, like, I, I mean, old school before movie guys, I saw that in theaters and reviewed it. And I think there's an episode of there out there in the internet of me completely just. Dis- bashing screaming of hatred of that movie so yeah. <laughs> i mean it, it, it adds absolutely nothing it adds nothing chris pratt was okay uh the aliens were cool looking enough uh the idea was cool but you added nothing to the idea uh it, it doesn't deserve a medium bag it doesn't deserve a large it's just it's just blah it's just yeah yeah you know, that's, that's I, a good one to, to put it that should be like the one we're reviewing they put up, you know. Just, uh, Tomorrow War. Blah, says Jordan from Movie Guys Podcast. Blah. It's just blah. It's, it, it's just it's junk food. It, it, it's, it's nothing. It, it adds absolutely nothing. So for you, the fans who are listening to this point of the show, if you want to have a Pepsi and a bag of chips, you know, this is the movie for you. If you don't, this uh, it, it it adds nothing. This is it, it, it's a fun one time watch, right? Like no, not even that. It's it's it, was it fun? It wasn't even fun. I I mean I kind of thought it tried to be. It was not it as tried, it, but was it fun? It wasn't serious enough to to be like a hardcore action movie, and it wasn't funny enough for it to be kind of this unrealistic kind of cartoony comedy thing. You know, it was a little bit of both. Just like a, a a typical action movie was, okay. I, sure. I I but I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just trying to say that this thing is like generic, uh, you know, as, as it is as white as toast, you know, or, right. or you know, it just is just dry. I mean, you know, it's just like as I mean, white as bread, dry as toast. I'm I'm all over my words today, but you know what I mean. It's like just like you <laughs> said, it's not anything anything new to it. It's just I don't know, but it's also not. I don't know what I'm saying. Let's just end this fucking thing.
You know what it is? Ed and Talking Ursula's, too much and this, and is shit. Is, 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 is a movie that – this movie's Cobra. I mean, that, that's what <laughs> that's it is. That's a good one. That was a good one, yeah. It's just it's just an action movie with an action star that has nothing to do with nothing. It doesn't change anything. I mean, do I turn off my brain and go with Godzilla versus Kong and just go with the ride? I don't know. I mean, this movie has an interesting concept, but it just flounders every step of the way. I mean, like this, Eric and I have both said here first for you who are listening who will love our reviews. Is that, I mean, this is a small bag. This is nothing that it's, it's, is, like, great to see. It's a G.I. Joe, but instead of yeah. a shirtless Channing Tatum, it's a shirtless Chris Pratt. Yeah, that's, that's what you get. It's, it's nothing special. It had good ideas, but it forgot about those good ideas pretty much as soon as the movie started. So, but if anybody likes this episode, like always, make sure to check us out on guys' podcast at podbean.com on all the social media platforms and also check us out on where you download your podcast from you can check us on all the platforms you download from and we'll be back next week for another awesome episode of movie guys podcast have a good night